Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, friends. It is Thursday, the 9th of February, and it is great to be with you again on Praying for America. Like I told you last night when we were talking about the State of the Union address, that was given the night before last. I would give you some further commentary. And today I want to look at it in the light of President Trump and his accomplishments. You know, he gave uh, his own uh, response to the State of the Union. I hope you saw that. It's posted on my social media. And uh, But I want to talk about some of the policy differences, the contrasts between the current State of the Union, which is in such decline, and the solution to that, which we see by looking back. You know, usually we find a solution to something we're looking forward, but if we look back to the previous administration, we see that there are solutions, that they work, and that, praise God, we still have the person with us who made them work, as well as his great team, which are who are ready to do it again. Uh, he's ready to do it again. His team is ready to do it again. Uh, whether you think he's the one that should do it or somebody else should do it, the point is, let's look at the specific and concrete uh, policies and fixes that are needed. And then, of course, we'll get into the primary season for elections 2024, before you know it. The Psalms. Let's start with the reading from the book of Psalms right from the beginning. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in due season, and whose leaves never fade. Whatever he does prospers. Not so the wicked, not so. They are like chaff, which the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Let us pray. Lord, you have set before us two ways, the way of life, the way of death. Great is the difference between the two. You urge us to choose life, to walk in the path of the righteous, to reject the ways of sinners, liars, slanderers. You ask us to reject the ways of the, the selfish, the proud, the arrogant, those who create factions, those who manipulate others, those who pretend to care about issues but really don't. Lord, help us to choose the way of the righteous always with humility and with fidelity, that we may prosper, that our nation may prosper. Lord, we are here to save our nation. We are here to make it great again. Help us to do so, because we can only do so in the name of Jesus the Lord. Amen. Okay, Psalm 1, a great uh, way to start any day or any broadcast. The brothers and sisters, uh, let me go through a few points and... Talk about how the current administration has led us into decline. 
but how the policies and the accomplishments that have been laid out in, in President Trump's administration and in the vision that he continues to present to America in his current campaign can lead us back. And consider these from the point of view of policy, not personality. We're not here primarily talking about individuals. Let's think of it in terms of policy. Okay. Biden has overseen the worst economic decline since the Great Depression. And numbers speak for themselves. We're not talking here about opinions. We're talking about facts. President Trump, however, will deliver economic opportunity and prosperity for Americans of all backgrounds. It's exactly what happened last time. Lower inflation, inflation, cut wasteful government spending. You know, when he was president, he tripled the projections that were being made about the creation of new jobs and made 7 million of them. Now, Biden actually made something up more than one thing. He makes things up all the time, you know. He made something up in his speech the other night about creating more jobs than any president and 12 million. Brothers and sisters, you have to understand something. This is coming out of thin air. There's no basis for him saying any of this. And that's a bad position to be in. When someone in such a high position of leadership in the country is just making things up. And then people believe it. Oh my goodness. We have suffered the uh, the highest national average price of gasoline ever recorded in American history. Again, numbers are uh, are not opinions. You can have opinions, but the numbers are not opinions. Those are facts. His runaway spending for his radical agenda has caused inflation to reach 9.1%, a 40-year high. I'll talk about the State of the Union. Use some of these numbers and some of these perspectives. Second, our sovereignty and our national security have been violated. He allowed this Chinese spy balloon. We haven't talked about the Chinese balloon yet on this program the Chinese spy balloon, to surveil sensitive American military installations. Now, brothers and sisters, the balloon is not about the balloon. I understand what the problem here is. A balloon is a pretty low-tech uh, uh, instrument, right? Understand what, what's really going on here. It's China mocking us challenging us, showing us how weak we are. That's what this is. It's not about the balloon itself. It's about the statement China is making to America. We need strong leadership, and we don't have it. And so the Biden administration just keeps trying to deflect from the reality of what's going on by peddling all kinds of disinformation. He has been soft on China continues to be, he's controlled by it, owned by it. The sooner the American people realize this, and more and more people are realizing this, the better off we'll be, because we'll make sure this administration and their colleagues and the likes of them are driven out of office at the voting booth. Third, 
When President Trump was in office, he rebuilt our military, increased our readiness, and destroyed our nation's enemies. Destroyed them. By contrast, the Biden administration has weakened our national security and emboldened our enemies, not to mention betraying our allies. This is embarrassing. Look at what happened with Afghanistan, and we can, you know, go down the list of international embarrassments. You know, the president of the United States plays a key role, obviously a key leadership role internationally. You've got to have a person in that office who knows the international scene. That is why, you know, you 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 it's not enough for that a politician is successful. Successful at what? is what you have to ask and compare that to the job description of the presidency. And all this international um, chaos. I mean, you know, you've seen the comments in these recent days of people say, hey, don't talk about President Trump would have shot down the Chinese balloon sooner. If he were a president, it would have come into our airspace in the first place. They know not to mess around with him. We need somebody in that office that the rest of the world knows they can't mess around with so that they won't even start with this kind of nonsensical behavior. Russia, you think they'd be doing what they're doing in the Ukraine? Absolutely not. And on and on. Again, we can go with a long litany of international embarrassments and dangerous developing situations that would never develop under President Trump. All right, next point. The education department. So many of you, so many of us, so many across America, we are very motivated by the topic, by the issue of the education of our children. We want education, not indoctrination. And this has been a key difference here between the current and the previous administration and hopefully between the current and the next administration. We can't have another administration that's more intent on indoctrinating our children about how uh, evil America is or about human sexuality and and weird theories about all that instead of reading, writing, arithmetic, and, you know, maybe some old-fashioned, honest, truthful history. 70% of parents oppose schools teaching elementary children about sexual orientation and gender identity. Of course they do. Of course. And here we have an administration, we have a party, we have a political party intent on shoving this stuff down everybody's throat. They are absolutely obsessed with this weird stuff. Americans are experiencing a massive crunch regarding health services, premiums, and essential medications thanks to Biden's inflation disaster and the mangling of our supply chains. Uh, Brothers and sisters, again, numbers don't lie. From July 21 to July 2022, the cost of more than 1,200 medications increased by an average of 30%. I mean, this is something that... we can't, we can't continue on this path. President Trump instead imposed requirements for transparency. That was unprecedented. Price transparency. 
from hospitals and insurance companies. You don't want to be surprised by the bills that come. You should know at a time before you agree to anything. Before we receive care, yeah, we may need the care. But before we receive it, shouldn't we know how much we're going to have to pay for it? Why the element of surprise? Dealing with health issues is difficult enough. Let's get the element of surprise out of there. And let's get this constant inflation out of there as well. All right, now let's talk about the border. Here's another another dimension of this. We, We don't have a southern border anymore. You don't have a border, you don't have a country. We don't have just, it's not just a matter of people coming over the border. It's an invasion. And it's an invasion that is hurting our country and the numbers are far greater than what people are, are, are understanding or reporting. We had the strong, we went from the strongest southern border to the weakest in the transition of one administration. We went into an administration now under Biden that purposely stopped the completion of the border wall, prevented additional, that not only just didn't do the work, but prevented the work from being done. And it's like, where is that leaving us? The cartels, the fentanyl, you saw the the reaction at the State of the Union speech when he started talking about the fentanyl coming into our country. It's your fault. Secure the border, for goodness sake. This is not rocket science. President Trump will wage war on these deadly drug cartels just like he already did. Again, he doesn't, he's not just promising things. He's pointing to accomplished things already. And and that's what we have to get back to. Three times as many border crossings have been reported by the Border Patrol. Three times as many illegal crossings under Biden than took place under Trump. Again, the numbers are the numbers. These are the facts. Think what you want about it, but these are the facts. Border Patrol is reporting these numbers. Okay. President Trump reduced violent crime all across the country. Hey, that sounds like a good idea. He reduced violent crime and stood strongly with America's law enforcement. Under the Democrats, now I'm talking about in the White House, but also in these major cities, violent crime has skyrocketed in virtually every American city. You look at who's in the offices of the prosecutors, who's in the offices of the DAs, and you've got Biden supporting and promoting radical left-wing lunatics in these positions, crucial positions to the enforcement of the laws. not enough to have the laws on the books. I mean, obviously, that's step one, strong laws to protect us and our families and our communities. But then you have people in the enforcement arena who aren't enforcing not interested in enforcing, that's a problem, number one. What kind of personnel are you putting in there? And number two, what are you saying? What attitude are you fostering towards law enforcement? Biden has condemned law enforcement up and down and back and forth and inside out. So police retirements have increased by 45%. And another 18% just resigning since this man took office, which he shouldn't be in. Another key arena here, energy independence. President Trump achieved energy independence for the first time in 70 years. Let's not forget that. 
Again, I always talk about the accomplishments, just not as just great accomplishments, which they are. You can have a lot of great accomplishments. But it's historically great accomplishments. It's another dimension. It's like, oh, wow, what happened here was good. But it's also the dimension of, hey, it hasn't been this good in decades. It's not like, oh, it's good like it was, you know, in the administration before last or the last, or no, or a few years ago. No, this is historic accomplishments. So energy independence for the first time in, in nearly 70 years, lowering costs for consumers, creating thousands of jobs. Now, through the radical policies of the current administration, through excessive regulation, remember, President Trump took away more regulations than any other president, and many more than he promised. He's the man not only, President Trump not only fulfilled his promises, he, he fulfilled promises he didn't even make. He fulfilled promises further than he made. He reversed the dynamics of most politicians who promise, 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 and then they can only deliver a fraction of what they promised, if anything at all. He has the opposite dynamic going on. It's amazing. But now we've got radical policies, excessive regulation, and an anti-fossil fuel mentality shrouded in lies that is ruining our, our status of, 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 of energy in our country. You know, what's amazing about this is just the, the, the delusions that go with it. The delusions. And therefore, we have, of course... The doubling of the gasoline prices, diesel price in his first two years, diesel prices increasing 75%. And again, as we already said, the highest national average cost of gasoline ever recorded in American history. See, under President Trump, we have accomplishments that are historically great. Under Biden, we have a, 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 a decline that is also historic in its proportions. It's amazing. I mean, we're, we've been on a roller coaster. Like this, like this. This is a really unstable period right now of American history. We have got to get hold of this country. Final point I want to make here is the right to free speech. Now, this is going to be a key election campaign, and it needs to be. Whoever, whatever candidate you support, we've got to look at this question of free speech now, President Trump is uniquely qualified to speak about this because of the fact that he's been such a target of the denial and restriction of free speech. He has been a target more than anybody else. Now, I, mean, I was just in before I came into the studios here with my uh, social media team, and we're talking about the fact that now, and, and I, on Twitter, for example, I put one of his um, recent, uh, uh, well, his response to the, to the State of the Union. It's like, okay, and now, you know, but but the, but the lifting of the restriction shows the problem. Why was he restricted in the first place in this way? This should not be. Free speech is under assault, never threatened as much as it is now. And unfortunately, and here's, again, when I speak about this as an election issue for 2024, what we're learning more and more is how many of these restrictions on free speech whether it's through the traditional media, whether it's through the big tech and the social media, or in other ways, persecution of people through by the FBI and so forth, 
have been at the request of the Biden administration. Why is that? The president of the United States is supposed to be upholding enforcing our laws based on the Constitution, based on the Bill of Rights, and right there at the top of it is the freedom of speech. We can't have the very government agencies and personnel who are supposed to be protecting and promoting these things being the very ones threatening and destroying them. We can't have that. And this has got to be a key talking point when it comes to candidates, not just where do you stand, but what are you going to do in terms of protecting free speech. The Department of Homeland Security has been exposed as coordinating with Twitter and Facebook to censor legally protected free speech. Let's pay attention to this, and you can be sure that you're going to hear more from President Trump as we move forward with these um, Uh, these battles and these conversations. To sum it up, the state of the nation is that we are in an unprecedented decline economically, militarily, internationally, from the point of view of national security, from the point of view of energy, from the point of view of our basic freedoms and morality. I mentioned free speech. Of course, we, even more fundamentally, are dealing with an assault on the right to life. And of course, as you know, this is what I speak about most frequently. This is the focus of my ministry full time. And I told you last night about what the State of the Union said about abortion. Taking an act of violence against the most defenseless and elevating it to some kind of right and doing it even after the Supreme Court publicly repented and said, we made a mistake by declaring this abortion to be a right in the first place. They repented. They publicly said, you know, we we did bad back in 1973. 50 years ago, we made a big mistake. We invented out of whole cloth a right that had never been acknowledged in American history before. Sorry, we made a mistake. And despite the fact that the Supreme Court made that mistake, admitted that mistake, corrected it, and laid out the history behind their decision, Biden comes along and and, and says, we've got to defend this right and we've got to restore this right. There is no such right. Where, where, do, where do these people get the idea that it's a right to, to, to kill a baby? And that somehow the extreme, and he used that, that, that word again, the, these extreme abortion bans that some of the states are passing. Since when is it extreme? to want to protect every child. that they, Friends, like, again, Governor, we showed you last night the speech of Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Governor of Arkansas, and she summed it up very well in saying that this has now become a battle between normal and crazy. And part of the, the normal versus crazy, all right, whether you're talking about, you know, pursuing policies that make you energy dependent instead of independent when you've got the energy right under your feet or you're scratching your head about why so many drugs are pouring into the country and meanwhile you're not securing the border i mean this is this is not you know you you don't have to be some kind of a genius or an expert in public policy to realize how you fix some of these things 
or whether you're talking about the idea that it's some kind of constitutional right to, to rip a baby's head off, it is a battle between normal and crazy. It is a battle between common sense and insanity. It is a battle between good and evil. That, by the way, and I won't go into this now, we want to go back into prayer right now, but this is why the church cannot be silent in this election cycle. Cannot be neutral. We can be neutral in a lot of ways when it comes to, I mean, we're not talking about the church becoming a political party or, or even taking a policy positions, although church leaders often do, but where you are embracing the same principles and you have, you know, two candidates with different ideas about how to, how to get to that agreed upon goal, that's one thing. You could say, okay, may the best man win. Let's do trial and error. Let's figure out. Nobody has a crystal ball necessarily to see which policy will work better, unless you're talking about common sense, unless you're talking about a difference in principles, not just in policies, a difference in principles, then you can't be neutral. I mean, killing versus protecting life, that's not a, 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 a strategic difference. That's not a simply a policy difference. That's a difference in principles. The person who says killing is a right, they're not after the same thing that you are when you say, how can we best protect people? It's, it's two different goals. It's two different principles. It's two different worldviews. So let's pray. Father, we have looked here tonight at at, uh, some of the issues raised by the State of the Union address, some of the issues raised when we even ask the question, what is the state of our union? And Lord, we are alarmed. We continue to be bothered by all of this. But Lord, it is not enough for us to be concerned that we're on the wrong track. We need to be focused on solutions to get us back on the right track for the good of ourselves, our health, our safety, for the good of our families, our children, our grandchildren our communities, our churches. Enable us, Lord, to focus back on those America First policies that both make sense and that are within our grasp. And Lord, we know that we have leaders, not not only President Trump, but the many people who served in his administration, who created these historically successful policies, who know how to govern Lord, we pray that, that, that as a result of this next election cycle, we'll get more of these people into those positions where they can restore these policies and save our nation. Help us to do it, Lord. Give us the wisdom to do it. We pray now as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, thanks, friends, for joining us. You know, you can connect with me on social media. I hope you are doing so at FR Frank Pavone. You may be watching me on one of those channels, but connect with me on all the social media platforms. Make sure you have your Truth Social account. Uh, FR Frank Pavone there, of course, Getter. We're grateful for them broadcasting uh, us tonight. And uh, that's, uh, again, FR Frank Pavone on Getter. Uh, Right Side Broadcasting, thank you very much. And follow them at RSB Network. We're grateful for the partnership. And spread the word about our program. Tomorrow night, we're going to have a guest with us. And we're going to talk about some uh, 
some of the accomplishments of my ministry over the years, uh, let you in on some of the, the history there. So don't miss tomorrow night. Spread the word. We'll be back again with more Praying for America. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.